Well, we have been talking, um, I talked with you last week about the importance of understanding your true identity and then living your life out from your true identity. Right. Uh, you know, who, who are you? The question, who are you? Uh, I think most people move along in life not really asking themselves a question like that or really looking for an answer in any deep way. I know we, we were th- thinking about this as we were creating the message and thought, did you really think about that when you were 20 years old? Maybe when, when we the were, Who came out with We that. grew up in the late 60s, early 70s. Even us hippies at that time, we, you know, that kind of, that thought did come. But who are you? Who are who are you? Uh oh. But listen, that song didn't give me any answers, I can tell you that. So yeah, I, really what is my true identity? What is your true identity? And you know, like if a policeman stops you or you're at a ticketing spot, you know, with your luggage in an airport and someone they ask for your identity, what's the first thing you do? You pull out your wallet. And you show them your driver's license, right? Or maybe a passport. And we think that's about the depth of it goes sometimes with who are you? Well, this is who I am. You know, the image of who you are, a picture on there, and a few bits of vital information about your name and where you live and how tall you are and those kinds of things. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I guess, like, Ancestry.com has become popular these days. And... You know, but can we really know our true identity from searching out your past generations and your ancestors? Is that really the place to find it? <laughs> Where did they come from? What were they like? I mean, I know a while back, maybe a year and a half or so ago, we, we did the Ancestry.com. Yes, we did. Yeah. And it was interesting to see the results. I mean, for myself, I, I knew, uh, pretty much suspected where my ancestors came from. They were all from Eastern Europe because I knew my dad was Polish and I knew his, my grandfather was first generation. He was an immigrant when he came over from Poland and my same with my grandmother on her side, Czechoslovakia and Hungary area. And so, you know, it wasn't really a surprise. I mean, I knew that my grandmother came over when she was 12 along with her sisters as a young immigrant. And then she married young and eventually, you know, with other Eastern Europeans, in this area, settled in Lindora. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were looking for a better life. They were poor. Uh, the background of those people in Eastern Europe, they lived in like peasants. And, and right. they didn't, a lot of them didn't have an education because they were not, really some of them allowed to even have an education. And so they were looking for a better life. They were looking f- to make some money and escape the broadening takeover really of, of communism and all that thought that was coming into their villages and, and taking them over and, and really destroying them. And so they came over, you know, they were, they were called, how many, of you, how many of you are from this area? Anybody? Some would know some of these slang words, you know, I'd probably yeah. get arrested Here we now, go. you're racist. But I mean, they called people hunkies, you know, oh, you're just a mill hunky because they worked and most of them were uneducated and, and worked at the mill. Uh, you know, the people on South Side here in Butler, those were mostly where the, uh, the Italian immigrants settled. They were called, my dad called them the cake eaters and the manja cake eaters. You know, how many of you know what a manja cake is? Anybody? 
Anybody? Are you kidding me? Well, we're going to give you an education yeah. today. A jelly bread, like a sweet bread, is that right, Yolanda? Like a sweet jelly bread, this is what I understood, sitting on their table. So, like, that was what they kept on their table. I mean, they were not any better off financially right. than the hunkies in Lindora. But the hunkies in Lindora were the, they called us the garlic eaters because we loved our garlic. You know, I remember my grandma would have pieces of fresh garlic, like sitting right on a butter plate next, you know, your butter and a piece of garlic. And it's like, here, have a piece of toast. And it's like, you could taste garlic on the butter. It was like, ah. But my, but my uncle would take his, he said, I worked 30 plus years. He worked all of his life at the mill and would put a fresh clove of garlic inside of his lunchbox and eat it down there for his lunch. And every day. Every day. He swore like that's why I would, he said he, he never missed a day of work. That's pretty good, 30 years. I don't know whether it was the garlic or not, but that's what he claimed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that garlic makes you strong. But, you know, I, just thinking about, like, your identity, like, I'm thankful that Eastern Europeans, one thing, when you even read on Ancestry.com, it said they were, um, they were had high regard for religion, yeah. for family, and for owning their own homes. And I thought, take a look around in Lindori, and you take a look around just at at Butler, the way it is settled, you can see a result of those yes, values yes. from the people that settled here. I mean, most everyone took pride in the little that they had, and they, they really did want to build a home, have a home for themselves, a little garden. And boy, if you look in Lindora, there's like every block, you have a church on every corner. It was like their churches, their belief in God was yeah. important to them. And I got the, can't leave off, oh yeah, the beer gardens, the, the beer joints were also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they like their alcohol too. Yeah, but reading about your ancestry and the culture and the values, they, it can help you understand about yourself and how you've been influenced to view yourself and your life. I mean, I look, I look at my, you know, mm -hmm. genogram and I think, oh yeah, the way you enter into adulthood is a big portion of how you grew up and the values and the beliefs that your parents had and your grandparents and people before that. And so, you know, along with DNA, you know, it's not only just DNA, you're passing right. along generation after generation values and customs in your family and beliefs. And all of it is like subconsciously writing in your heart, telling you like, this is who you are. This is your identity, right? And some of that's good, and some of that's not so good. Amen. <laughs> you know, but you're gonna bear fruit in your life uh, according to the inner identity that you have of yourself. You will bear fruit from that identity. You're living your life really from the identity that's written down in your heart. And our early years of childhood really are quite formative in making that identity, like laying that foundation mm -hmm. for how you see yourself. And depending on how your parents viewed life, you know, the apple doesn't often fall very far from the tree, as they say, right? And so this is on our outline, our, our life, our life will move in the direction of our strongest, or we, could, we didn't put this in, but our most dominant thoughts. Your life will move in the direction, whether you like those thoughts or not. Right. This is why you should examine your, where you're taking your identity from and what your thought life is like. Because your life will move in the direction of your most dominant and the strongest thoughts, like the innermost collection of those dominant thoughts mm -hmm. in your mind are forming your belief system. And that's really what begins to run our life. It, it affects your life choices. 
It affects who you choose for friendships. It affects your values. It affects your morals. It affects your behaviors. Why? Who I choose to marry or if I choose to marry, mm -hmm. right? It affects my career choices. It affects whether I think school is important or school isn't important and what kind of job that I want, how I handle money, right? right? So our innermost dominant thoughts have been formed very often from our childhood and the influence of our childhood. And it's, it's writing on our heart, this is who you are. And so, but we have to stop and go, well, wait a minute, is this really who I am? Yeah. Because I mean, those, go ahead. I was just going to say this. You know, you look at some of the crazy stuff going on in the world today, like the thoughts of other people, like especially parents imposed upon us in childhood, do affect us greatly. We were talking about this as we did the message, like in New York, and we looked it four, up. Four, four, four states. states. Yeah. New York, I think it was uh, Oregon. Uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, of course, California. California, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I think Washington, the state of Washington is getting ready uh, that now uh, you can uh, choose on your birth certificate uh, a third option. The option is X. So you have male, you have female, and then you have the choice of, of X, X, where you, which you is, don't identify with either male or female. It's like a mother can tell their two-year-old son that, well, who is born biological? A male. And they can tell them, well, we don't know uh, what gender you are. Or if gender really matters. Or, yeah, if it even matters. Or if your biological parts even matter. Right. We'll dress so, you as a boy, and then we'll dress you as a girl, and then we'll dress you as neutral. And uh, then, you know, you can decide whether you're a boy or girl. And uh, you stop to think about it. As soon as that parent marks the X, that parent has just decided for that child. Yeah. It's not really, I'm giving you freedom to decide. No, I'm choosing that. I'm saying to you, you're X. So to, to the, so they're, their basis for the argument is destroyed right at the very beginning when they mark the X. And it's a big trend now to uh, have your kids, uh, have them grow up uh, gender neutral. And Hollywood is a big, big push on this. Uh, as a matter of fact, in Canada, there are laws now that uh, there was a dad who was arrested because he refused to call his daughter, who wanted to be a boy, a boy. He was arrested because he kept calling her by her, mate, her given name. And so he was arrested and thrown in jail. Yeah. And this is Canada. Uh, you, you think about it now. I think there's a whole clothing line. Uh, you know that singer? Uh, Celine Dion. That's her. Yeah. That's her. Uh, she and a group of confused people are advancing the confusion and and people are buying into it uh, it's a gender neutral clothing line yeah. right mm -hmm. right and if in those states that i'm talking about if somebody comes to a counselor or a pastor and says i'm i i need to break free from this confusion that i'm having uh, can you help me? And if you give them biblical advice, you have uh, uh, the opportunity to lose your license and your practice, and you could be fined. Mm 
that's in the United States, folks. The United States. And honestly, if a parent did this to their child 20 years ago, the authorities would have come to that parent and said, I think you need some help, and they would take them to get some help. Yeah, you would have been accused of mentally abusing right. your child. You would have been... Now, now right. you're accused... It's flip-flop. It is You're crazy. arrested for trying to help with the confusion. I want to let you know that there's a sign. The Bible declares that the signs of the times, one of the signs of the times of the end, is that people will say wrong is right and right is wrong. Yeah. Uh, so then now you make the determination, are we in the end times? Yeah. Right. How could you give a two-year-old determination of, to discover themselves, and really that's what they're saying. I mean, they've right. done studies to show that brain maturity doesn't happen till actually the 20s, mid-20s even. This is that a lot of, in your teen years, this is why in teen activity you right. see a lot of right. emotional response because the fullness of the brain, like the front of the brain, where you make rational judgment, isn't fully developed. So therefore so, you can tell your dad and your mom that you lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> my mind's not fully there, but it's true. Mom, Dad, I can't it's, help it. My brain is not here yet. <laughs> but where do we find our identity then? That's the key. That's the, because it, it's crucial for the outcome of our life. Yeah. It really is. It drives our motives. It drives our decisions, our choices, our behaviors. It, it, it even will drive your feelings. And this is on our outline, and Pastor Mamie said it earlier, your inner identity drives your motives, choices, behaviors, and feelings. And where do you find it? Can you get that from your parents? We know that that's not true. Can we, can we look at it and discover our identity because of our abilities that we have? Yeah. No. Or how smart I am? I can discover who I am because I'm so smart? Or, you know, does my feelings dictate who I am? So, again, you're here at church. Where do you find your true identity? This is on your outline. <laughs> The B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> and here's on our outline here. Our, our true identity is revealed in the story of Genesis. It's the, it's the book of beginnings. Genesis means origins or beginnings. And so therefore it will reveal God's intention for mankind. And if you know about the book of beginnings, the book of origins, you'll discover and remember that the 26th verse of that first chapter, that God says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them rule and have dominion over the earth. And he did make them male and female, not X. There was no not X. X option. 
And if you want to know, Jesus never said anything about it. Look at Mark chapter 10. You'll see it right in there. We are made in God's image and his likeness. And so if we're created by God, then it would be good for us to find and discover what our creator, who created us, who does he say we are? Who does he say we are? Who is our identity? You know, depending on your parents, you know, their view of life, again, Pastor Mamie said it, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Amen? Amen. And so the saying holds true in the Bible too. So if you go to Luke chapter 3, you don't have to turn there, but you start to look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and it starts with Jesus and moves all the way back. And it traces, um, you know, the son of, the son of, the son of. And for example, it's Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham. And then it goes on. It goes on and on. All the way back, there's Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam. Does anybody know what the next one is? The son of God. The son of God. Adam was the son of God. Adam was created the son of God. And again... We remember, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. But yet when Adam and Eve partook of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they tumbled so far, they tumbled so far out of the garden and into the depth of darkness. And therefore, I guess the apple did fall way away from the tree at this point. And they lost their understanding of who they were. They lost their true identity. The original identity that God said they were. Made in the divine image of God. So this is on our outline. Man's true identity. We have to remember this about ourselves. Man's true identity was stolen in the garden. Yes. It was stolen in the garden. I mean, the devil has built a whole world system of thought. There you go. To keep people blinded to this truth, to our original identity, God's original intention for man. Because if he knows that he gets awakened in man, look out. Like his days of domination in our life are over. I mean, Satan is a liar. The Bible calls him a liar. He is the great deceiver. I mean, his goal is to, for you to waste your precious life. Yeah. Just distracted, blinded, not understanding this, thinking against God, not understanding your original beginning as with Adam. I mean, the whole world, it says in 1 John, I think it's 1 John 5, it Five. says that the whole world lays under, lies in the power of the evil one. Think about that. What does that mean? It's like the whole world and its thinking is under the power of a blindness. He blinds the minds of unbelievers, Scripture says, so they cannot see the glorious gospel and its truth. 
And so the, the world has been deceived in its thinking about God and about God's original mm -hmm. love and intention when he created man. And really what he's doing in the earth, he's bringing us back yes. to our original state. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been talking about the righteousness of God lately. So, I mean, but think about it. People come into the world not knowing who they are. Sadly, like parents that would say, I'm marking your gender as, you're not a gender, it's just X. Mm. And so we become, we can easily just become what the culture impresses upon us right. to be. Act this way now. Talk this way now, I mean, or just discover yourself somehow, figure it out from the inside of yourself. Or if you own this, if you live here and you own this and you have this image, uh, then you're going to find success. Mm. That's what you need. That's, yeah. what, that's, mm. that's the search mm. for satisfaction. You know, and I think, read the book of Ecclesiastes. It's a great book to help you see how well that all goes in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great book for that. I mean, you have parents telling their children, we don't know what gender you are. It's obvious what gender you are. Talk about throwing a child into confusion. Discover it for yourself. And then the devil says, thank you very much. Yeah. That's all I needed. Just abandon your authority in that child's life, and I'll yep. take over from here. And then so goes the lie. So goes the blinding in the media and Hollywood and people's ignorance. And the lie just goes on and on, blinding the minds, generation after generation, generation after, after generation. generation. And really, the craziness of the lie and the delusion is getting worse. It's just like what we described. You want to go, who would have ever thought 20 years ago, I could, I, they could come in here eventually and say, what you just preached from the pulpit today is hate speech. Is hate speech, yeah. yeah. We're going to close down your nonprofit status and we're not going to let you. You're going to jail for five years. That's not, that's, that's not too far from where things are headed and so we thank God you know we thank God we say well how do we find out well we thank God the scripture says forever O Lord your word is settled in heaven it's like oh God <laughs> I thank you that we shall not be moved we can, if this is a, this is our rock Jesus yes. said if you build your life upon the rock of his word that you know you will make it to the end you will not be like, you know, sifting sand underneath. Well, is it this and is it this? And, mm. and it's going to get harder as the days go on to actually believe because what this says, if you're going to sound like a strange, archaic person. Don't worry, you're an alien. Yeah. But Scripture already has that covered, that's right. We are ambassadors. We're just really passing through this life is what Scripture says. We are aliens and foreigners from That's a homeland, right. from heaven. And so when you start to see it, you go, oh, I get it. I see. So I am going to be laughed at. I will be mocked. But that's okay. Jesus was too. Yes. You know, so you're in good company when that happens. So thank God we have the truth. Because truth, Scripture says, brings light. Amen. Jesus, you know, he's the way, the truth, and the yes. life. Yes. And so truth brings light. So it has, it, it has power to bring light to our spiritual understanding instead of darkness it brings light so how do we find our true identity where we're going to read this scripture we read it last week second corinthians 5 17 21 awesome scripture therefore if anyone is in christ he's a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come and all this is from god who christ who through christ reconciled us to himself 
and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, mm -hmm. be reconciled to God. For our sake, for your sake, for my sake, our sake, he, God, the Father, made him, Jesus, to there be we go. sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. <laughs> How many yeah, looked in the mirror today and said, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? <laughs> I mean, this ancestry, this lineage yes. is amazing. Amen? <laughs> Come on. You don't have to go to Ancestry.com whatever they are out there, and pay your good money to find out your identity. This yeah. is for free. I mean, so no matter how you grew up, what your parents were like. There you go. That's You important. know, what you were called in yep. childhood mm -hmm. by your natural parents or by people or teachers around you. If you've surrendered your life to Christ. Yes. You've been given God's like supernatural DNA. You're in a new family. God, God is your father. He calls us sons and daughters. Yes. That's a new lineage. That's a new ancestry for us ah. to discover. It says you were reconciled. God reconciled us. To reconcile is to restore something. And if you restore yeah, something, right. you're bringing it back to its original state. We talked about this last week. When you restore a piece of furniture, you take something, it's like, well, this needs help. <laughs> Scratched up, broken, you know, varnish off of it. And then God's like, I'm going to take you and I'm going to restore you to your original position. <laughs> Adam, we saw the lineage, a son of God. No, not the son, capital no, S. No, right, right. But we are in God's family. We're created in God's divine image. That's mm. our lineage. Hallelujah. I mean, this is why when you come into worship and you sing these songs, some people come into our church, it's like, man, you people are excited. Some of you are excited, maybe. I'm excited when we worship. It's like, God, because I think about these things. Like, look what you've done for me. How can I stand there and just go, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, no, my whole life has changed. I mean, I grew up here. I grew up in Butler, grew up in Lindora. There were mindsets put into me. Yep. You know, there, there were some good things and some bad things that happened. And I thank God for this message. Because it changed my life. It changed yes, our life. absolutely. And I think people wake up. I mean, this is why we're here. This is why the church is here. I think, Butler, wake up. You need to wake up and see who you really are. See what God's really done in your life. You know, we have to get this truth about who we are. We really have to get it deep into our hearts. We need to know our identity. It's... It, it will establish some things in your life that, like the scriptures, yeah. you won't be shaken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You won't be shaken. Yeah. The, the truth is, it's a belief system that God has ordained and has handed to you saying, there's treasure in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Grab. Give That's me what that. we should yeah. do is grab it and say, give it to me. I want it. <laughs> And it's crucial that you and I 
who claim to be Christians know what this book says. You got to know what this book says. How can you be a Christian? You say, well, yeah, I just come to church and it's cool. Well, you're defeated in your life. I promise you that. You get pushed around all the time. And most of the time is just like what it says. The deceiver himself has deceived you so bad that you don't even know you're getting beat up. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and when you find out who you are in Christ, you're going to say, what was that? Genesis 1.26. It says that he's, I'm a son and daughter. I'm an image bearer of God. I'm created in his likeness, his image. And then he said, what? Go have dominion. Yeah. Right. I like that part. That's what go, he's taking us dominion. back to. That's where we're going. Here's the thing, though. You can be sincere in what you believe. Yeah. And you cannot move off of it. But you can be sincerely wrong. Yeah. And then just like what Pastor Mamie said earlier, you don't even actually live your life. Do you know the Bible says that God has written the days of your life in a book? And so at the end of it, we're, I'm, I'm sure that what we're going to do, God was going to, because he says he's going to open the books up. And then we'll just test ourselves. How close did we come to what God wanted? Yeah. Ouch is right. Yeah. Because we all fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. See, we're all in the same sinking boat. <laughs> that's why we need Jesus. <laughs> because that sacrifice, he who knew no sin, became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the Bible declares, well, when you miss it, we have an advocate with the Father. All we have to do is just ask Him to forgive us. Our heart is sincere in that. Not just, I'm going to do this because I know later on I can ask for forgiveness. That's not it, guys. We, remember, we tell you here at this church, it's a narrow road that you walk. Yeah. And this, this is what he wants us to do. We don't want to be ignorant of our true identity, amen? And if we're ignorant of our true identity, what are you telling your kids? Yeah. X. <laughs> yeah, what are sad. you telling your kids? And did you, because you didn't tell them the truth about that, you guess what? You put them right, just like what you said. The devil says, thank you, I'll take it from here. Yeah. Thank you, I'll take it from here. This is, this is on our outline. This is so, 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 so important. You know, we must see. I must see myself by faith with my New identity yeah. in Christ. Amen. That's the foundation for transformation. Yeah. It is. That's the seed from where transformed lives grow from. Yeah. It takes time, just like what Pastor or just like what Jason was saying earlier. Seed time and harvest. But if you don't plant seeds, nothing's happening, folks. Yeah. And Pastor Mamie, it's on our outline. You know, whatever is the strongest thought, that's where our life is going to go. Mm -hmm. I'm a failure. Oh. Or do you want to say, I'm more than a conqueror? Yeah. 
through Christ, the Bible declares this. I'm not making this up. The Bible declares that through Christ, I'm more than a conqueror. I like that. The Bible declares that he leads me from one triumph to the next. I like that. The Bible declares because the word of God is being put in my heart, I'm being conformed into the image of Christ. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. This is the next thing on our outline. Look, I have to, I must agree in my heart with the, my new identity. Do you know the Bible says that we were dead in Christ, but it says, but God who is rich in mercy saved us. By grace, through faith, are we saved. And the Bible says that he then raised us up and made us sit together with him in heavenly places. Now let that sink in. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds really cool. That's a position of authority. The position of authority is you've been raised up and made to sit together with him in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Let that sink in. You've got to agree with this new identity, you know, and it takes a renewed mind to start to believe and change your whole entire system of thought. How about anybody tried to renew their mind in a day? It takes a long time to renew your mind. Long Life. I don't mind saying L O N G time T I M E. Just like what Jason was saying, it's a lifelong journey to renew your mind because so often it's a couple steps forward, a step back, mm-hmm. a couple forward. Sometimes you feel like you go three back, but then you go forward again. But over a period of time, yes, you look back and you think, "I'm making some progress. Yeah. I'm making." And so that's why we persevere. But yeah, do you know the, the devil who's the devil is the god of this world system. Okay, you know as well as I do, he's got Hollywood, he's got the media and everything else. And now the media is telling you how to think and how you are. Do you know that the god of this world has scribbled on your heart trying to tell you who you were? He, and I'll tell you what, was scribbled on your heart? All of us have been scribbled on our heart. Every single one of us. As a young kid. Stuff was scribbled on my heart. Yeah. Painful words. Painful words. Shameful words. Words that were spoken to you that, you know, I had a teacher when I was in second, third grade told me I couldn't even draw a straight line. Thank you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> they got rulers. I discovered that. Instead of had them always hit my backside at school, I, oh, this is what they're really for. <laughs> Here's my straight line. <laughs> you discover who you are, just what we just read here already. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Yeah. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, we start to replace those old thoughts with the new thoughts. Progress. But if you don't, I mean, think about some of these junk. I mean, think scribble. Scribble. Worthless. Mm. Stupid. Dumb. Dumb. You know, and then we make life choices. You see, this this is that imprint of the identity. It's like, maybe I am. Maybe. And we start making 
life choices, crazy choices, destructive choices based on we believe the lie, what's written in there, right? But then, thank God, we have 2 Corinthians 5, just like what we read. I mean, some verses of Scripture, just a couple of them can change your life. Yes. But we have to do the effort. We have to, you, have, you can hear a message like this today and say, yes. But you'll go out the door and you have to make an effort to read and do what it takes to do mind renewal. Yep. Because how do those imprints get out of our heart? How do those old lifestyles, why do they continue? Like sometimes people come to Christ and then they're just one struggle after another, one struggle after another with lifestyle, with sin patterns. It's just often because you just keep letting those old tapes, the old stuff go, you know, old lies about who you are just keep playing in your mm -hmm. head. I mean, how many of you remember the old 45 records? <laughs> I'm dating myself. You know what those are? They were little plastic discs about this big with a hole in the middle, and you played them on what you called a, a They needed player. a needle to... So you <laughs> they had one song on them, okay, like a 45. And, you know, we carried them around places. You could carry them around with these portable things. I mean, yep. I think about stick them in there, you know, so you could move it. It was so awesome because you could turn it upside down. Your song would still play. But, you know, people walk around with a big pack of them, and so they get scratched, right? And it seemed like you would just know you'd put the song on, and they'd get scratched, and every time the song would get to a certain spot, it just dip, right? Skip. It's like, yeah, oh. anybody know it's, that? You know, yeah. <laughs> skip and go back, bum, 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 and repeat the words, and go bum back, and repeat the words, and bum back, and repeat the words, and be like, somebody shake that thing and make it move forward. It would kind of drive you crazy, yeah. right? But this is like the tapes that play in our head. The same thing that we've heard, whether it's your junk, your stupid, your whatever, it skips over and over, playing the same thing. I, I can't. You, I should have done that. And, and you always do that. And I'm just dumb. And it won't work out. And what if? And, and this is even what happens in, in our relationships. Okay? Mm -hmm. You can almost predict and bring <laughs> what's going to bring on the same old skip spot. <laughs> in your relationship, you get in an argument with your spouse, right? If I say this, I know what he's going to say, and then we're going to get it back into that same thing again, and it's like skipping over and over again. Why does that happen? It happens because, you know, we, people say, well, you're, even, you're born again. I thought you are a Christian. It's like, mm -hmm. how come that happens? Yeah, come on. You know, it happens because you bring old tapes with you into your marriage, like, he brings his old tapes. Hey, I brought mine too. There. <laughs> <laughs> and they know time after time, pretty soon the tapes are all out on the table and you're listening to the same old songs and you're skipping in the same places. It's like he brings his, I bring mine. All you have is just a bigger pile of old tapes with more bigger <laughs> skip spots and you don't know how to get past it, right? But you have to make a decision then. Yes. You have to make a decision like I'm, you have to, number one, recognize what the old tape is playing. Most people don't pause long enough yes. to understand Very their train good. of thought. And it's often not just one thought. It's kind of like one thought connected to another, but yes. it's a whole belief system. It might be about, you know, it could be about anything, mm -hmm. really. It could, it's about control. It's about beauty. It's about power. You know, it's about insecurity it's about fear but you you can start to connect that's how the lord did it with me he's like you know that fear that you had in your childhood is connected to why you have fear now with these people 
you know, in, in this setting, it was like, oh, it's not just one thought that you renounce. You're often renouncing a whole belief system, system that's been imprinted inside of your heart. And so you have to make a decision. See, this is where the authority comes from. You have free will. You could hear this message and go, I'm going to do it. But you're going to have to make an effort to do it because the devil is going to want to knock you around mm -hmm. and say, let's just see how serious this person is about renewing their mind. Because he knows that when your mind is renewed and you've cast down those imaginations, you're going to live a different life. Amen. And you're not going to come under his authority anymore. Yep. And the old tapes are going to come out. And pretty soon you're going to walk in your identity in Christ. And you're going to make a new song, really. Come it's on. like the songs that keep skipping, <laughs> right? New song you start to make mouth. a new song. Yeah. It's like he put a new song in my mouth. Come on. A song of praise to my God. I mean, this is what our life is meant to be about. Yes. But you can't keep playing the old tapes and come to church and hear a message and then just walk out and go, I, heard, I got excited and expect transformation to happen. It won't. Come on. Until you do make the effort yourself to think about this. Mutter it to yourself. Yeah. Express, yeah. Yeah. hey, wait, I'm a new creation in Christ. So when you wake up in the morning and your thoughts are telling you you're so dumb and stupid and those people don't like you and all the rest of it, it's like, oh, thank God. Like, what am I going to think on? What does God say about my life? Yeah. Oh, thank God I'm a new creation yes. in Christ. Yes. You know, he has a plan for my life. He loves me with an everlasting love. You, where do those thoughts come from? They don't come just out of thin air. They come because you do the effort. I used to put cards, three yep. by five cards up on my mirror in my car, mm -hmm. a flip card thing. I remember having in the console of my car. I'd be waiting at a car light, and my mind would just bombard me with the negative, with fear, because once you start on this journey, that's you're in spiritual warfare. Yes. And I'd pull that card list out, and I'm waiting at the stoplight, and I'm reciting who I am in Christ, and God has a plan for my life. And I think those, the reason that I, I'm walking in much more freedom today is Amen. because of the effort. That's, that's good. And I pass that along to you so that you don't get discouraged and think, well, I thought I heard a good message, and it made me feel good. That's just the beginning part of the journey. Yeah. I have to meditate this on the This is truth. so true. Yes. Speak it out of my mouth. Yeah. Because I'm rewriting. You know, the words that you heard in your childhood wrote on your heart. Who's going to speak? In, you might be waiting for your spouse. Speak that new word. Speak to me how I should feel. That You're going to wait a long time. <laughs> because your spouse is having their own issues, <laughs> dealing with their own stuff. So you've got to speak it out of your own mouth. Let yeah. your own heart hear it. Your mind hears it. Your heart hears it. And the Holy Spirit is there in it. Amen. Enforcing it Amen. by the grace of God, changing your perspective. It's a supernatural work. And those old tapes don't go away easily. Yeah. And we, but here's what we've got to remember. These old tapes, these old lifestyles, these mindsets, the behaviors and all that, they're energized by the demonic. Yeah. There is a spiritual power to them. Just like there's a spiritual power to when you're speaking the truth over your life. There's a spiritual power. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like Pastor Mabe said, you the free will. You choose. You choose. Which one? Which one? Which one? Anything that's contrary, listen, to who you are in Christ, here's a real clue. It's of the devil. Can write that down. 
wrong thinking, wrong mindset, are presented and put inside of you. Listen, the devil is is been here longer than you and I have been here. And he starts to attack you at an early age. Don't we all know that? And his goal is to put these mindsets in you. And when those mindsets are in you, there is a stronghold that is in you that was developed and put together by the devil. And so you and I have to be tenacious. You and I have to not get off track. You and I have to destroy those thought patterns. Now, the Bible declares that weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God for the pulling down and destroying of strongholds. We're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. There's spiritual warfare right there described. That's important. It's like, you know, when Joshua was going, had just finished toward the end of his life, the children of Israel went into the promised land. They, they had done battle and they were going... And Joshua says, I'm going by the way of the earth. You know, he's dying is really what he said. And he warned them. He warned them about the nations that are around him, the countries that are around him. He warned them that you have, don't make any covenants with them. Don't intermarry with them. Don't, don't continue to, to worship the way they worship. Don't take their culture. And he says, because it'll be a snare for you. It'll be a snare for you. It, 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 what did he say? is a scourge a in your side thorn and in thorns in your eyes. It, do you know what? Thoughts are like that. If we take culture's This culture, this American culture, if we accept that and say this is reality, well, you're going to put an X on your your baby's birth certificate and you're going to hand them right over to the devil and said, help them figure it out because I can't, I don't, I'm I'm not. If, If we do that, the promised land that God has promised us, all those precious promises that he's asked us to enjoy will be all stolen from us mm-hmm. every bit of it or you try to co-mingle them okay you know or you add is. you add some yeah. of this truth that we're talking about today but you don't take you don't do like what jo- god told joshua yeah. he warned those people you know that you need to cut off yes your association with them, and it's like cutting off the mindset. It's like I am not going to commingle this thing because he said it's going to be like a thorn in your side. You know how that is? Like, ow, like something's there. It's bothering you. You can't go. It's it's keeping you from progressing. And when we're doing that, we don't realize like we're fellowshipping with the enemy in our right. mind. That, there you go. That's really what God was saying to them. Like, don't fellowship with the enemy when you get into the promised land. Cut yourself away from that. I mean, we're not supposed to remove ourselves from, we can't take ourselves out of the world, but we can say no to certain thoughts in our life. And thank God he's given us his word to do it, that we could separate from, so let's, we have, 
we're going to run out of time. Yeah, we have one more scripture we're going to read. Yeah, and you know, explode. hey, look, the Bible teaches Listen. a number of places in the New Testament that you and I live in tension. And the tension is the old self and the new self. You familiar with that? Old thoughts, the new old thoughts, man, yeah. the new man. The yeah. old man is, is before you were born again. The new man is after you're born again. The Romans chapter Romans chapter eight says it's the mind of the flesh and the mind of the spirit. Uh, let's look at this scripture here in Ephesians chapter four. It says, "Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do." in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Put off your old self. Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't a suggestion, right? It doesn't say, here's a good idea. He says, put off your old self, which belongs to the former manner of life, and is corrupt through the deceitful desires. Now here's the key. And be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Right here on the outline. God calls us to righteousness and holiness because this is our true origin with him. This is who you truly are in Christ. We have to get hostile against the old way of thinking. That old self has been crucified with Christ. And so we need to enforce that victory. And the truth is, this is a progressive work, isn't it? It doesn't just happen just because you heard this message. But you have to make a decision when you do hear truth, whether you receive it in faith. Because the only way that we get anywhere in this life with God is by faith. We have to decide, I'm not, I'm going to take this thought. I'm going to believe it. Yes. If you are a believer already, then you do have a new genealogy. We just talked about it this morning. I mean, a new believer gets a, a new bloodline from Christ, so to speak, right? So your spiritual DNA gives you a new spiritual nature. On the inside, there's a new nature deposited on the inside of you. I, you could say, I am of God. Yeah. Big statement. Sometimes we're afraid to even say it, but it's true. And God will give us the grace to walk it out. Grace is God's, not just some, grace is God's undeserved favor, but grace is also his power yeah. to live a righteous and holy life. God doesn't say, I'm taking, I'm bringing you back to your original position of favor and fellowship with me, but I'm not going to give you any power to walk it out. <laughs> You're going to just stumble all the days of your life. 
thorns in your side, scourge in your eyes. No. He says you're a new creation in Christ. And so we have to just say, I'm going to believe it. Yes, come on. That's all it takes with God. He's really not asking for any more. He's just asking, first of all, will you believe? Will you believe it's true? Then be, will you be willing to put off the old man if I give you grace to do it? Don't sit in limbo when you hear a message like this and just go, you need to, this is the moment here as we close out. Close your eyes and just fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Will I take God at his word? Who am I really? Lord, is, is, this is true. God, I pray you make your voice louder in our spirit, louder to my heart, that I would see myself by faith. Pray these things. I, I want to see myself by faith. I want to agree, Lord. In fact, I don't just want to. I'm going to agree with who you say I am. I have a new identity. Mutter that to yourself. I have a new identity. I am of God. I'm born of his spirit. Make a determination today. Will you, will you make a determination to get rid of the old tapes? Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me to discern my wrong thinking. You're the revealer of truth. Show me about my thought life. Help me. He will. If you mean it, if you mean that prayer, he'll help you. God, we have good days ahead as we trust in you, as we put our faith in who we are in Christ, Lord. You'll make the path brighter. And then you might be here and you wonder if you've ever given your life to Christ. Because all these great promises are for those who have surrendered their life to Jesus, believed in what his blood did for them, blood was shed on the cross for the forgiveness of your sin, that divine exchange. He took on all of our sin and gave us forgiveness and poured in his righteousness. If you'd like to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you want to surrender your life to him this morning, just, you know, just by faith, raise your hand. We'll pray a prayer of faith with you. And you will be born again. Anybody here this morning want to receive Jesus, make a decision to receive Christ as, as their Lord. Anybody? 